Want to go on a road trip? Then hitch a ride with Hayley. Would you go with me? If we were lost in fields of clover. Wednesdays, 10 a.m. UK time on Line Dancer Radio. It's a celebration Get ready for the holla, holla, holidays Yeah, it's a celebration So baby, don't you stop You got that look in your eyes Call me for help, we can vibe Let's have the time of our lives You can feel it, you can feel it Holidays are coming. Hello, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hitch a Ride with Haley. It's me, Haley Wheatley, back with you for another week of hitchhiking. Now, today's theme is going to be about traditions, and of course, we're travelers, so it's traditions all around the world. And while we're on the subject, I'd love to know what your traditions are and what you like to do every year. Traditions are just something that you can absolutely introduce into your life. Me and the kids, we have our own funny little ways. I tell you one tradition I'm not awfully fond of at the moment is this elf on the shelf dealie. I don't know who invented that tradition, but if I ever get my hands on them. However... 
uh, we do lots of fun things that we kind of do now every year. We just get in the habit of doing. We kind of always have a buffet on Christmas Eve and then say to any family that are about, if you want to drop in, come see us uh, and have a toast with us. Uh, not so much this year, but usually uh, we always uh, have bacon sandwiches on the Christmas morning and sometimes we'll have a nice Bucks Fizz or something with it. We always open the stockings with the kids on our bed. They come in and it's a big free for all on the bed as we open the stockings uh, that we do that together and of course the one that I adopted as a child and my kids love and that I think a lot of people do now is the brand new jammies on Christmas you know you get your new pajamas you unwrap them or you get them yourself and you're all fresh and nice sometimes new Christmas bedding as well depending if you do that too so I would love to know today what your Christmas traditions are and especially if you're listening in from another country I'd love to know how they differ are they different different from what I would do in this country. Do you have anything cool that I haven't heard of? One tradition I really am jealous of in the USA is eggnog. Absolutely love eggnog. We don't tend to be able to buy it over here in the UK and I am very disappointed about that. But thank you Starbucks. You make amends and put it in my coffee for me. Let me know what it's like for you wherever you are. And of course, I was listening to Willie's show this morning. It's a fantastic show, Willie's Wake Up With Willie. And uh, we were talking about it being Christmas Eve Eve. That's what my daughter calls it. Today is Christmas Eve Eve. It's the Eve of the Eve of Christmas. And of course, it was mentioned in, in the group there that it is actually a friend's... Uh, <laughs> it was seen in friends. That was what word it was said. It's a friend's quote. However, I remember my mum saying this to me as a little girl. And, and my mum's just as bonkers as friends and my daughter but it's just funny the things that you say and the things that stick now if you know me well you'll know that I have way more facts today at hand than I can probably fit into the two hours so we will go at a steady pace and just see how many we can fit in I've got some nice festive tunes for you today that I hope you enjoy just as we work our way into Christmas. And I'm going to see who's joining us in the chat room just after this first classical piece. Now, I did play this last week, but it is my favourite classical piece of music, a John Williams composition for this one, and it's from the soundtrack of the Home Alone movie.
want to share that with you. I love a bit of classical music in my house at this time of year, especially a bit of Tchaikovsky and most definitely John Williams' compositions. Of course, that was from last week's show. We talked about movies. We hitchhiked to the movies in last week's show. This week we're talking about traditions all around the world and I'm going to take you on a journey as we travel and explore those. However, if you have any fun traditions that you've invented or added into your family, I would love to hear about them in the chat room. Let me know anything at all it could be because I think sometimes things that start out not meaning to be a tradition end up being a tradition. Even just, I always go to our local shopping centre, the Metro Centre in the northeast near Christmas and that feels very festive to me. I used to do it with my mom, and now me and my kids go and it's always so nice there, lit up beautifully and usually there's a Santa there but of course he was isolating this year so we didn't see Santa. I'm going to see who is hitchhiking with us today. It's looking like a very exciting chat room so far. Uh, Willie Brown, you crack me up. I love your show and this is a great comment. He says, ready and waiting and I'm the first to comment. Yay! I don't think I've ever been the first to comment on a show before. Love that, Willie. Thank you. Lisa Thompson, good morning, my love. She says, hi, Hayley. I'm a big fan of Alan B and Jackie Jacks. I like Dancing Human Dancer and Someone Like you. That's fantastic, Lisa. Well, I haven't got those in the mix for today, but let's kick them off in the new year with all our favourites. And remember, you can always let me know via inbox if there's anything you want in that show as we start the new year. Hello, dear Jim Stankiewicz. He says, Happy Christmas Eve, Eve. Ready for this? Hayley and Ella's new dance music playing. Ooh, that earth, wind and fire groove. And he's dancing away in the chat room. I love it. <laughs> and I love the gif he shared of the elf on the shelf. Oh, ours are so naughty, you would not believe it. Hello to the lovely Tino Herger. Hey, hey, Haley, have you on in the background during work? Only one hour to go for today. That's great news, Tino, and then you can get into the Christmas spirit. I know you love to do Christmas exceptionally, so I'd love to hear what you're up to this year. Jenny Bradshaw, hello lovely, she's saying hi Haley and everyone and we have the lovely Kim Bolton here too, she says good morning Haley and everyone, Merry Christmas to you all. Judith Kennedy, this is my mum, she's in the chat room, she says oh my favourite ever Christmas song, oh holy night and from one of my favourite ever Christmas movies indeed. Hello Daniel Dykmans, good morning Haley and everyone and Judith is saying also love somewhere in my memory from Home Alone, I'll have to have a listen for that one. Willie Brown is saying in our house on Christmas Eve, Lisa Marie does our food shop at 4am. Our Asda is 20 is 24 hours and it's quiet then. I heard this on your show this morning. Lisa Marie is so organised, really. Uh, she's fantastic. I can't believe that you shop at that time of the morning. He says, and we generally have a takeaway dinner and then we always give our kids a hamper with new PJs, socks, toothbrushes and a Christmas movie to watch. Love that. We then allow them to open one present, usually the smallest and least expensive before going to bed. It sounds such a happy Christmas Eve in the Brown House. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Great to see you and great to welcome Sandra Burns on our journey too. She says, I'm listening. And as always, Sandra, the queen of gifs, it's great to have you with us. I'm going to start off with my favorite fact that I learned today. I love this. In Iceland, books are exchanged on Christmas Eve their their presents exchange on Christmas Eve and then you spend the rest of the night in bed reading them and here's the best bit eating chocolate now I love this because I love reading and I love chocolate the tradition is part of the season called 
Jola Bokaflod or the Christmas Book Flood. Because Iceland, which publishes more books per capita than any other country, sells most of its books between September and November due to people preparing for the upcoming holiday. So I just thought that was a fantastic tradition to start off with. One I would love. I might go with that tradition when I'm older and the kids aren't running around. I'll just be tucked up on bed on Christmas Eve, reading my book and eating lots of chocolate, as much as my body can take. So we're going to go straight back to the origins of Christmas and this may be things many of you know. The origins of Christmas can actually be traced back to the ancient pagan celebrations such as Dus Sol Invictus, observed on December the 25th, the Kalends, which uh, run, ran from January the 1st to the 5th, and Saturnalia, which was observed December the 17th to the 23rd. The Christian Church disapproved of these festivals and co-opted the holidays by declaring December the 25th, this must be Jesus' birthday. And so the traditions began, and mistletoe was another one. This was held sacred by the Norse, the Celtic Druids, and the Native American Indians because it remains green and bears fruit during the winter when the other plants seem to die. Our Druids thought the plant had the power to cure infertility and nervous diseases and to ward off evil. So mistletoe, very, very powerful, especially if you've ever had that wonderful kiss under it. Anybody got a memorable kiss under the mistletoe? Okay, long before there were Christmas trees, the pagans revered evergreens as symbol symbols of eternal life and rebirth. Because of their pagan associations, holly, ivy and other evergreen boughs are conventionally used for holiday home decoration. But they were banned in the 6th century by the Christian Council of Braga because they were deemed pagan. And here we go, another fact before our next track. Pope Julius I, the Bishop of Rome, originally proclaimed December the 25th the official celebration day for Jesus' birthday way back in the day. Can you imagine how many years it was? This was way back more than I ever expected. It was in 350 AD. So we've been celebrating Jesus' birthday all that time. Although it is believed buy some things in the Bible that Jesus certainly was not born in winter time, but in the spring instead. What do we believe? And, and do we see it as a Christian festival or do we look forward to the presents? Well, I'm going to have a bit of bony M next. And this one is certainly to celebrate the birth of Jesus. There are actually three dancers choreographed to this track. You can find them online and have an enjoying time listening to this one. There is boy child, Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. Now here. 
tears of joy and laughter People shouted let everyone know There is hope for all to find track there i love that one okay we are traveling around some different places looking at some of their own different christmas traditions we're going to kick off next we're going to go to latvia the city of riga in latvia holds the claim as home to history's first decorated christmas tree this was way back in 1510 so a long time ago and of course, we always tend to think the Christmas tree comes from Germany. It is, in fact, Latvian tradition. The midwinter festival of Yule has been celebrated, however, by the Germanic people since at least the 4th century. Yule, which is also called winter solstice, is the longest night of the year and the time of the greatest darkness. Some scholars believe the word Yule means revolution or wheel, symbolizing the cyclical return of the cyclical return of the sun. I've written that myself and I can't even pronounce it. The cycle of the return of the sun, I should say. Um, King Hakon I of Norway rescheduled the date of Yule to coincide with Christmas celebrations that were held at the time. Now, according to old English folk tales, 
the devil died when Jesus was born. I know, I hadn't heard this one either. But some towns developed a Christmas Eve tradition of ringing the church bells near midnight to announce the devil's demise. In England, this custom was called tolling or ringing the devil's knell. And very, very secluded churches are very old-fashioned churches. They still do this and call it this now. In Scotland, uh, they have historically made a much bigger deal of celebrating, and if you're from Scotland, you know what I'm going to say, Hogmanay. I don't think anyone does New Year quite like Scotland, do they? Uh, Hogmanay is the last day of the year, or aka New Year's Eve, and up there, traditionally, they do it a lot better than they do Christmas. In fact, the latter holiday was banned by the country's parliament for more than 300 years, and it was only made legal again, and this date shocked me, in 1950. 58. So Christmas was only made legal in Scotland in 1958. I know my dad celebrated it in Scotland as a boy, so I'm sure they did it before it was legal. Um, and of course, I say in Scotland, they celebrate New Year better than Christmas. Uh, the person who, um, the, the people who traditionally believe this have obviously never seen Lisa Marie Brown's Christmas uh, <laughs> fireplace or tree. Uh, the Brown House do it fantastically. Um, but can you believe it was illegal in Scotland until this time? Now, the Grinch who scro scrooged Scotland out of Christmas was the 16th century minister John Knox. He was leader of the Reformation and founder of the Presbyterian Church of Scotland. He believed Christians should only celebrate holidays mentioned in the Bible. So Christmas was strongly discouraged starting in 1583 and it was officially prohibited by law in 1640, of course until that date I mentioned. Another fun Christmas tradition, this tends to be an American one and I have a pickle that, um, this, this one you will understand what I mean by pickle, that I bought when I was in the United States. Uh, funny enough, I don't know where my pickle is, it's well and truly lost this year. But a game of find the pickle is a traditional game where a pickle shaped ornament hidden, hidden somewhere on the Christmas tree uh, is is it's put up and whoever finds it they get an extra present so it's like hunt the pickle uh, very common American Christmas tradition and they mistakenly believed it to be an old German tradition now I said I bought one of these in the States and it said this is a German tradition and had the history of it but actually no one seems to know how the Christians pickle tradition started one myth involves a Civil War soldier of Bavarian origin who'd been imprisoned by the enemy he begged the guard for one last pickle before he died, and it gave him the will to carry on. Another myth involves St. Nicholas rescuing two boys from a pickle barrel. But the truth is that the legend was most, startly, most likely started by retailers selling glass ornaments imported from Germany. The town of Berrien Springs, Michigan holds a pickle festival every year in December. And of course, in the chat room, I was asking for your personal Christmas traditions because I'd love to hear about them. I'd love to hear what you do. I have a fantastic post here shared by our DJ Tino Herger. He says, Haley, Rudy and my personal Christmas traditions. So, A, we decorate the house extensively inside and out. And he's saying it looks like an American Christmas shop in here. 
B. Spending Christmas Eve quietly, just the two of us with pets. Sounds idyllic. And he says C. Having a huge Christmas dinner with friends on Christmas Day. And he's put in brackets a moose bouche, appetizer, main course, which of course is turkey, and at least five side dishes, two desserts, coffee, and cookies. And he says, sadly, but this won't be happening this year, but we will catch up as soon as possible again and celebrating Christmas in spring sounds exciting. It sure does, Tino. Why not? And that sounds a fantastic tradition. And I'm sure when we miss a year like this, it will be even bigger and better next year. Welcome to the chat room, Carola. Lovely to see you in the house. And Sarah Jalkinen too. Hi, Haley and all. She says, listening in while doing a little Christmas clean. Ah, that does not sound like a fun Christmas tradition, Sarah, cleaning the house. Of course, it must be done. It must be done. All right, I'm going to go on to a Jimmy Buffett song next. This one will give you a little clue as to where we're going for our next tradition. Melakalikimaka is the thing to say. On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night Melukalikimaka is the wise way to say Shine by day and all the stars at night Melikalikimaka is the wise way To say Merry Christmas to you Shine by day and all the stars at night Melikalikimaka is the wise way To say Merry Christmas to you Melikalikimaka is the thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day Island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Melikalikimaka is the wise way to say Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas to you. A 
bit of Jimmy Buffett there, Meli Kalikimaka. Ah, so that takes us to our next destination for my next tradition. It's hosted by Hawaii. As you might imagine, Christmas in Hawaii is a decidedly tropical affair. Many locals import their traditional furs and pines from the US mainland, arriving long before the holiday start on the Christmas tree ship. Others get creative decorating palm trees with lights and ornaments and using outrigger canoes and dolphins to resemble Santa's sleigh and reindeer. I like the sound of that. Jolly old St. Nick and his eyes wear aloha shirts instead of fur-trimmed suits. Uh, uh, Jolly old St. Nick and his elves. And of course, the most popular Christmas dinner is a community or family luau, complete with roast pigs and colourful Christmas lees. I love the sound of that. I would love to have Christmas. Christmas in Hawaii. I would love to just go there actually. I'm asking about your Christmas traditions too as we explore those that are happening in the world. Jim is saying in the chat room, being single and no parents still with us, my only tradition I have is to cook a breakfast of southern biscuits and gravy. Now, I can't even imagine this because I know your gravy is not like I would think of gravy, Jim. I have gravy on my turkey. Um, I'd love to try your biscuits and gravy. They sound great. Uh, he says, everything has been whatever happens this year. Joan Ord, good morning, Haley. she says, and good morning to you, beautiful. I love this one. Steph Bell is in the chat room. She says, I'm unable to listen much today as I'm at work, but one of our traditions is in usual times on Boxing Day, me, my mum and my dad would drive to Scarborough and get fish and chips. That sounds like a great tradition. I like that one. And thank you, Tina, in the chat room. Meli Kalikimaka. We've got a lovely little gif there. And while we're on it, while we're talking about these particular DJs in the chat room, uh, I always find that little gap between Christmas and New Year can get quite boring and monotonous, right? Well, this year it doesn't have to be because you have Willie in the mornings, you have Tino's show just after Christmas, and uh, we've got lots of exciting DJs on the go. So here we go. Let's have a listen to what we have on LDR. Join Jenny's Jukebox and discover a world of unused tracks to choreograph to. Featuring the US Country Billboard charts. Thursdays, 10pm UK time on Line Dancer Radio. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Weekdays, Good morning. 8 to 9.30 a.m. UK time. It's time to wake up with Willie. Live from Scotland, join Willie Brown for breakfast on Line Dancer Radio. Everyone place your bets and join Tino Herger for the Line Dance Roulette Show. Every Saturday, 9 to 11 a.m. UK time, here on Line Dancer Radio. Fantastic. Of course, Tino's show on Saturday was very similar to mine. Uh, Tino's just reminded me, great minds think alike, Tino. And if you have a very bored post-Christmas planned, don't forget to catch into Tino's show. I believe that'll be Boxing Day. Uh, so, in the chat room, we're still chatting and enjoying. And we were talking about how Christmas was l illegal in Scotland until 1958. And I said, I'm sure my dad uh, talks about celebrating a lot as a child, unless I miss something. But no. My dad is in the chat room confirming this. Here's Graham Kennedy's comment. He says, wow, we certainly celebrated Christmas pre-1958, which raises the question, 
Test Centre have a criminal record. And Carola is saying it is a fun tradition within our family to eat sausage with potato salad on Christmas Eve. That sounds delicious, Carola. She says it was the same with my grandmother, my mother and my children also insist on this tradition. And that begs a point, doesn't it? Once you find a tradition, a family tradition, you do want to keep it going. And I think that's because you have something that reminds you of Christmas and gets you festive. You want to keep the ball rolling, right? Anybody else who has any of those fun traditions you would like to share in the chat room, please let me know. We're talking about different traditions around the world. Now here is one. In the Marshall Islands, people prepare for Christmas months in advance. They stockpile gifts and divide them into jeptas or teams that hold song and dance competitions on Christmas Day. They also build a piñata-like kind of um, creation that contains little presents. They call it a walkie if I pronounce that right. Uh, Normally inside they put things in like matches, money and soap uh, for God. It's meant to be for God, uh, not at all like the sweets you would find in a piñata. In Argentina, Christmas customs are a blend of American, European and Hispanic traditions. Their celebrations typically include the boots of Father Christmas, red and white flowers and putting cotton on Christmas tree to simulate snow. I remember cotton on Christmas tree as a kid. It was something I think older generations here did too to make it look like snow. I'm sure I remember seeing cotton on my grandmother's tree. Uh, I don't know. Has anyone else seen that? Anybody else seen cotton on a Christmas tree? Uh, In Argentina, though, most family gatherings take place on Christmas Eve with huge feasts, gifts exchanged at midnight and children going to sleep to the sound of fireworks. Wow. And here's a tradition from Peru. It's on December the 24th, it happens. This is a night known as La Noche Buena, which is translated as the good night. It is the main day for celebrations there in Peru. After Mass, families go home to feast, open gifts and toast each other at midnight. The most important decorations are the nativity scene ones, which are intricately carved from wood or stone. Gifts are spread around the manger rather than a tree, and it's considered to be lucky to be the one chosen to put the figurine of baby Jesus into the manger on Christmas Eve. That's lovely. That's lovely. I I remember seeing that in a movie as well where a child was picked to put baby Jesus in the nativity scene and I remember the little face in that scene. So that is absolutely lovely. Uh, Hello into the chat room Dave Baycroft. How lovely to see you. He says hi Hayley and all happy Christmas everyone and to you too Dave and all the Baycroft family. Now we are talking about baby Jesus in that nativity scene and uh, how better than to uh, talk about the whole nativity scene of the shepherds and the three kings with a song from this particular king. This is Elijah King and of course talking about Spanish traditions it seemed very apt we have him here singing Feliz Navidad.
feel good track that one. Same to you, Mr. King. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Thank you. Merry Christmas to all, or should I say Feliz Navidad a todos. Fantastic. All right, we are talking about Christmas traditions, and we were talking about the Argentinian tradition of putting cotton wool on your tree to make it look like snow. I said I remember seeing this on trees when I was a little girl and asking if anybody else had experienced this. Sarah Jalkinen is saying in the chat room, yes, we put cotton on our Christmas tree when I was a child. Fantastic. It's good to know it's not just me. Uh, anyone else tried that let me know okay a few more little traditions here before our next track so in spite of Ethiopia's Christian heritage Christmas is not an important holiday there most people actually call the holiday Ghana or Gena after a hockey-like ball game played only once a year on Christmas afternoon amazing to see actually that's not such a big thing there because again a lot of Africans celebrate this in a very different way if we've got time I'm going to tell you more about this Um, Santa Claus and I think many people know this but it just brings it home that early illustrations of Santa Claus pictured him more as a stern commanding disciplinarian holding a birch rod disciplinarian. Uh, The jolly old elf we know today and love was created by artist Haddon Sundblom and this was for a Coca-Cola ad. He was never a jolly guy in a red suit until then so thank you Coca-Cola for uh, changing Santa's whole fashion wardrobe. I'm sure wherever Santa was he saw this and thought yep that looks good to me. Tom Smith invented Christmas crackers. So these were invented in England. This was about 80 in the around the time of 1846. Um, he was inspired to do so by the French habit of wrapping sugared almonds in twists of paper as gifts. And Christmas crackers is a good one because I know they're very English, but do you do Christmas crackers where you are? Uh, I don't think they're done so much in America. And my first Christmas over in Canada, I remember not seeing many Christmas crackers and thinking, huh? Uh, because it's just a normal tradition for me. I'd love to know if you do Christmas track crackers where you're from. And, uh, if you do, if you're over in the UK, have you seen some of the fantastic charity Christmas crackers this year? I've seen some wonderful ones. Uh, Marks and Spencer are doing fantastic comedy crackers. So check those out if you're looking for something a little bit different. We got some last year that were great. They were little racing elves and out of each cracker popped a little elf or reindeer that raced against the other and it was a great after dinner game. Just some fantastic ideas for the crackers there. And in fact, if you do do them, have you ever had an unusual Christmas cracker as well uh, or one that you've particularly loved or remembered Uh, now we're going to go to Lebanon for this fact because on Christmas Day tradition allows Lebanese children to go up to any adult and they say which means have you a gift for me if the adult has a present to spare the kids add this one to their Christmas haul that sounds like adults have to be very prepared for Christmas or just stay home and don't encounter any children Syrian children they receive gifts from one of the wise men's camels. Uh, it was believed that the camel was the youngest and smallest in the caravan that went to see Jesus with the kings and the small little camels fell down and now they make up for it by giving Christmas presents out to all the Syrian children. How cute. All right, more about facts coming up. But as we're talking, of course, we're going to go to food next. 
there always has to be a subject on my show about food because I love food and drink quite frankly and it seemed an apt moment to play this next one we're going to have a little bit of cliff richard coming up there was two dancers choreographed to this one christmas waltz and christmas time were the name of them and uh, you know what i'm about to play this is an old traditional christmas favorite track the child is a king the carolers sing The old is past There's a new beginning Dreams of Santa Dreams of snow Fingers numb Faces aglow It's Christmas time Mistletoe and wine Children singing Christian Logs on the fire and gifts on the tree. A time to rejoice in the good that we see. A time for living, a time for believing, a time for trusting, not deceiving. Love and laughter and joy ever after. Ours for the taking, just follow.
a little bit of Cliff Richard for you there. Love or hate that one. It is a classic. In fact, Sandra Burns is saying in the chat room, Cliff Richard earworm? Nope. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to Mardi Gras or New Orleans, I should say, for our next traditional fact. But first of all, I want to see how our hitchhikers are enjoying the ride in the chat room. So I'm going to come and read some of these messages and also hopefully find out about some of your traditions. Ross Brown is saying good morning, Haley and fellow listeners. I've been tuned in for the past 20 minutes or so while plugging in my gear of course we have ross's show coming up next one tradition my friends and family started maybe 10 years ago was to go out on christmas eve for a few drinks in a couple of pubs then grab an evening meal sounds fun ross he says the meal often being something non-festive such as indian or chinese Several years ago, they started inviting myself and a couple of other friends along, and it's surprising how excited you get about having a meal which isn't turkey and veg. And uh, really nice, Ross, to hear how that can snowball and, and the team can become bigger and bigger. He says, what was really nice afterwards is that we could enjoy a chilly walk home as we all lived quite close together. That's lovely. I'm guessing you won't be doing that this year, Ross, but I hope you can pick that tradition up next year. It sounds fab. Darren Mitchell is in in the chat room from Australia. Good morning, Haley, and everyone. Great to see you here with us, Darren. How are you in Oz this morning? Or oh, it won't be this morning for you. And Tino is talking here about a traditional Swiss Christmas. It involves not one but two unusual characters in place of Santa Claus. He says the first is Sammy Klaus, who pops up around the 6th of December and shares treats like mandarins, cookies, and of course, delicious Swiss Christmas chocolate and we know nobody quite does chocolate like the Swiss he says so far so normal the second figure is pretty scary his helper is Schmutzli and here's where it gets weird Schmutzli is basically the anti-Santa comparable to Krampus except that Schmutzli is a human being now that sounds strange that santa's helper would be the anti-santa uh, if you're listening in the chat room and you're not familiar with krampus uh let let me just uh tell you what he he is he's a very scary character he actually inspired a horror movie over here in the uk uh Krampus is a central European popular legend and he's half goat, half demon monster that punishes misbehaving children at Christmas time. I'm so glad he didn't reach the UK as a tradition because he's so scary. And if you Google him, you'll see some pretty scary pictures of him. He is the devilish companion of St. Nicholas. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Uh, so yeah, very, very creepy and and uh, Tino's just letting us know that in Switzerland, his equivalent is called Schmutzli. Uh, Schmutzli there uh, wears a black robe and has a dark beard, uh, very con in contrast to Santa. Uh, Tino is saying originally his appearance, complete with a whip and empty present sack, was served to deter children from being naughty throughout the year. And if that's not enough incentive to stay off the naughty list, I don't know what is. He says, I, for my part, have been pretty scared of him when I was a child. So you can decide for yourself whether I was a naughty or nice kid. I'm getting the gist of that there, Tino, if you were worried about him. If you are in the chat room, actually, have a little look. Tino shared a great picture of uh, the very holy uh, Santa Claus there, or Sammy Klaus, with all of these little 
figurines these schmutzly friends behind center oh that sounds so scary now in the uk we never had anything like that our only uh, deterrent i guess was getting coal instead of presents so i guess i struck it quite lucky uh my biggest fear was not getting presents uh did did you have anything like this where you are did you have the equivalent of krampus or schmutzly or anything like that really interesting to know judith kennedy is saying in the chat room some really interesting facts Haley great show and yes i remember helping my dad cut the branches of the tree with cotton wool before we put the baubles on um and judith of course is my mom so i didn't imagine seeing cotton wool on my nan's tree when i was younger um ross is also saying when i was about 10 years old i did a line dance performance at a christmas concert where i danced walt across texas to mistletoe and wine looking back it would have been quite daunting as i was on my own and still rather shy well well done for doing that ross you brave little soldier uh that's great to hear uh actually most line dance waltzers do fit to mistletoe and wine i do think we tend to do other ones to them rather than the ones that were choreographed to them great great line dance track at christmas time is that one uh judith kennedy is saying uh p.s and then i'll shut up i always do rita's waltz with my beginners to mistletoe and wine when it's getting near to christmas good for waltz across tesco's too <laughs> uh great yeah great suggestions fantastic all right i'm shifting a little bit to traditional Christmas food. I have some food facts for you here. I always like to incorporate some foodie facts, as you know, and I have plenty of them today. Have you ever heard of king cake? The popular dessert is served in New Orleans during Mardi Gras season. The Spanish have a similar tradition of serving a sweet bread ring known as Roscon de Reyes on January the 6th during the celebration of Dia de Reyes or King's Day to commemorate the arrival of the three wise men. This Christmas cake is usually topped with crushed almonds, yum, candied fruits, yum, and powdered sugar, or sometimes stuffed with whipped or almond cream. Oh, that sounds delicious. There's usually a baby Jesus figurine on top, which is very cute, or sometimes a dry fava bean to just represent the baby Jesus. Uh, sometimes this is stuffed inside the cake, and the lucky person who finds it gets to buy the following year's Roscon. Uh, fruitcake originated actually in ancient Egypt where it was considered the essential food for the afterlife and of course many of us incorporate roast turkey into our meal but roast turkey didn't appear consistently on Christmas Day menus until 1851 when it replaced the roast swan as the favourite dish of royal courts. Winning the award for the longest preparation time, Greenland's Christmas tradition dish, traditional dish is kiviak. It takes a full seven months to prepare. It begins with hollowing out a seal skin and stuffing it with 500 orcs, which are those seabirds. Uh, and I might add, when it's stuffed, they go in feathers and all. And they go in to ferment. And when the holiday rolls around, it's served straight from the seal wow there's an interesting tradition in greenland not one i'm awfully keen to try soon i don't know about you uh, christmas pudding was originally more than just a tasty treat small items such as coins and buttons were put inside and the coins were symbolized wealth the buttons symbolized bachelorhood and it is supposedly foretold uh, as you found them this would signify what the new year would bring many of you may know about this 
particular tradition. Uh, one more, we're going to talk about the candy cane and its origin. This can be traced back to Europe around the time of 1670, but it didn't appear in the United States until the 1800s. Candy canes were generally and originally all white, completely white, until the 1900s when they took a shape uh, which was to represent the shape they have now, represented Jesus' hook for shepherding his lambs. And the colours uh, represent the purity, which was white, and Christ's sacrifice, which was red. And that has stayed around for a full century, the shape of the crook and the red and white. All right, great, great to know some of these traditions, isn't it? And very interesting. As we're getting close to Christmas, we do have a couple more sleeps till Christmas, but this song was just too good to play. The dance is choreographed by our very own DJ Julie Lockton and Laura Sway. It's Leona Lewis and the track and the dance is called One More Sleep.
and join multi-award-winning DJ and Crystal Boot Hall of Fame member Dave Baycroft for the monthly chart show, Saturdays 12 till 3, exclusively on Line Dancer Radio. Time to go around the world with Ross Brown. Join Ross on his travels Wednesday, 12 p.m. here on Line Dancer Radio. Just a taste of some of our great LDR shows there. And of course, Ross Brown is coming up just after me. So stay tuned at 12. And that's only an hour away. Where has our first hour gone? I can't believe it. I'm definitely not going to fit all the facts I have in today. A great gif in the chat room for Sandra Burns. Is it safe yet? Yes, my love. Cliffy has gone. If you're not a fan of Cliffy, he is gone. And I'm afraid he won't be returning for the rest of the day if you are a fan of him. Dave Baycroft has said, have you been practicing all these complicated words? I'm well impressed. Ah, oh, Dave, you've known me long enough to know I'm just generally complicated. Jim Stankiewicz is here. Does no one cook who pudding and roast beef? Love the Grinch gif there. Now, Jim, you are our token American in the chat room today. So you must tell me if there's any traditions in America that we may not have heard of i would love to know about them of course we adopt a lot of them we we watch america a lot don't we in the uk and in europe we kind of adopt a lot of these great traditions that they bring in uh, such as halloween etc uh, we're going to go off to the ukraine next for our my next little fact hitchhikers uh, i like this one there are 12 courses in the traditional ukrainian christmas eve supper each one of them is dedicated to one of christ's apostles very interesting And here's another one. In Ghana, many people observe a traditional folk libation ritual at Christmas time. In it, people drink from a cup and then pour some of its contents on the ground as a symbolic offering to their ancestors. Another fun one. Christmas Eve rituals and Christmas rituals in general in East African countries such as Kenya and Uganda are much more religious and less commercial than our Western holidays. They do like to remember the reason for the season. And the most common gift is a new outfit to wear to church and many people collect stones leaves and other natural items as a birthday present for jesus which is quite nice roasted goats are often the center of the christmas feast there in africa and how's this for a weird christmas food in south africa it's the home to some of the world's most unusual food in their local holiday food fairs every december locals feast on seasonal delicacy and these often include things such as the deep fried caterpillars or emperor moths oh my goodness i do not fancy that now most of you know i'm quite adventurous with my food i like trying new things but those are totally out of my region and especially moths i do have motophobia uh, i absolutely moths and spiders i do not like at all uh, so i wouldn't be trying those i don't know about you if you would give it a shot would you give it a shot would you give that new food a shot if you're in the chat room and thinking yeah i'd give that a go let me know I'm certainly not with you on that one. Uh, we normally have HP Low in the chat room, uh, usually on a, our Wednesday mornings. I can't see him here today, but I wanted to play this next one because this is one choreographed by him, and it's such a great track. It's a Mike Oldfield track, and it's called In Dulce Jubilo. Mm-hmm. 
great little track there. Of course, the dance choreographed by H.P. Lowe um, it can be used for many different dances, that track. Such a great one. I'm going to give you one more foodie fact before we move on from that subject. We can't talk food traditions all day as much as I would like to. And this is one I have covered on a previous show uh, because most people think of Japanese cuisine, which largely centers around seafood and rice, as being relatively healthy. And of course, you always think of fish, don't you? You always think of sushi when you think of Japanese cuisine. But it may come as a surprise, and if you didn't hear this fact in my past show, it shocked me to find out that families in Japan traditionally eat on their Christmas day for their Christmas meal, KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken is their big holiday meal and they go to this fast food giant as part of their Christmas tradition. Fantastic. I love a KFC, so sounds good to me, although I would miss my turkey and cranberry sauce. Uh, Good morning, those of us just joining the chat room. Hello, Jean Robinson. Lovely to see you in here. Hello, everyone, she says. Been tuned in, only just opened Facebook. Hope everything is okay. It is, and it's great to have you with us, Jean, my love. Uh, We were talking about different traditions and Sarah Jelkinen is saying we only have one more night so that one more sleep song i played was perfect she says as in finland christmas eve is the day of opening presents and having christmas dinner with family that sounds lovely a lovely get together and i believe i was told by norwegian friends they do that the same there too am i guessing that right you'll know sarah you can put me right on this uh very good very fun to do that and i love the idea of celebrating christmas eve my only thought on that is that christmas day When we open the presents after that and we have our dinner, there's always a bit of a solemn feeling on Christmas night. I always think, oh, I settled down. Me and my daughter now as a tradition watch the Call the Midwife Christmas special because we both love it. Uh, The boys usually play video games. Our little one normally falls asleep. And it just feels like, oh, it's done now. That's it for another 365 days. So do you have that feeling all day, Sarah? Is is Christmas Day kind of sad that all the celebrations have been and gone? Or do you remember the real reason for the season and celebrate that all the same? I'd love to hear about that. Uh, Dave is saying... Uh, so what do you do on Christmas Day? Is it just a chill day? Uh, no special dinner. So again, yeah, just like my question, what is Christmas Day to you if all the celebrations happen the day before? I'd love to know about this, Sarah, if you'd share that with us. Sandra Burns in the chat room. I do not appreciate that gif it is a moth no matter how cute he is i hate them hate them uh i also hate when people i must confess post pictures of spiders on facebook or moths on facebook if you guys post this i will be scrolling past you as fast as possible because i just don't like them i just don't like them uh (laughs) but uh, that is just me it is just my thing i know people have different little things that they don't like Okay, so we're going to switch over to music, traditional Christmas songs for this next fact. Uh, Good Christian Men Rejoice is one of the world's oldest traditional Christmas songs, with roots stretching back to the Middle Ages, would you believe? It was originally known as In Dulce Jubilo, In Sweet Rejoicing. Yes, that track I've just played. The medieval German and Latin text is believed to have been written by Dominican friar Henrich Saus around 1328. The music dates back to at least 1400 AD, but historians believe it may have existed in Europe even earlier. J.S. Bach's Choral Prelude and Robert Pearsall's 1837 translation helped to popularise the tune. The English version of Good Christian Men Rejoice, arranged by Anglican priest John Mason Neal, is by far the most popular version 
of the song today, or so many believe. Interestingly enough, though, Neil founded the Anglican and Eastern Churches Association. He's most famous for composing lyrics for many class Christmas classic songs. His other famous works include Good King Wenceslas, which uh, was set to the melody of a 13th century spring carol, and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, which was translated from an ancient Advent hymn. Very interesting to hear where some of these tracks come from. And of course, we we give credit to some of these lyricists for some amazing Christmas tunes. And often the tune was just stolen from elsewhere. I mean, if we think back to very famously uh, Greensleeves being composed by Henry VIII. And yet, actually, uh, it is believed that he probably heard this, uh, heard the tune from somebody else and just added some lyrics to it. Uh, that is a source for contention as we talk about historical music. Very interesting to debate that one. We could go on and on debating that one. But I'm going to soften the mood a little bit. We're going to have a little bit of Kelsey Lamb. I like this track. This is Deck the Halls and uh, always, always room for some nice country Christmas on this show. With boughs of holly, la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, la 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 la. Don't we now our gay apparel, la 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 la. the ancient Yuletide carol, la 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 la.
beautiful version of Deck the Halls there. I really like that one. While we're talking about traditional music, uh, of course, Deck the Halls uh, is just like another that was uh, originated in a different culture. Uh, talking about track uh, pieces of music that originate in different cultures, Deck the Halls was one of them. It was originally a pagan Yuletide drinking song with the melody taken from a 16th century Welsh song, uh, No Scalan, it was called, and the Falala repetition possibly dates back to medieval ballet, uh, ballads, which uh, it was quite popular to add in some falalas back then. Uh, the English lyrics that we know today were composed by Scottish uh, composer Thomas Oliphant, and they didn't come along until 1862. Okay, I'm going to load you with loads more music facts here uh, while we're on the subject. So some of the most beloved traditional Christmas carols came from countries where English was not the primary language, like Deck the Halls. Fum 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 originated in the Spanish region of Catalonia sometime in the late 16th or early 17th century. Il est né les devants enfants, which has been recorded by everyone from Placido Domingo and the Chieftains to Annie Lennox, is, as would be expected, a classic French carol. O Come All Ye Faithful was originally written in Latin in the 17th century and has been attributed to King John IV of Portugal. O Christmas Tree, which we kind of know is also known as O Tannenbaum, is based on a traditional German folk song, and we can thank Germany for that one. We talked about Deck the Halls, uh, but one of the most famous Christmas songs, if you've heard of it, could be Carol of the Bells. Uh, this was based on a Ukrainian folk chant, which was called Shedrik. Uh, and this is known in English as Little Swallow. It was composed by Mikola Leontovich and was originally sung on New Year's Eve and tells the story of a swallow flying into a house to sing of prosperity and come into spring. That's really nice, isn't it? The song was performed at Carnegie Hall by the Ukrainian National Chorus in 1921, ultimately inspiring American composer Peter J. Wolowski to rewrite it as an English Christmas carol in 1936. And one of the most popular American songs in the world, Jingle Bells, was intended to be a was intended not to be a Christmas carol at all. It was composed in 1857 by James Lord Pierpont. Uh, the tune was actually written for Thanksgiving and was originally called One Horse Open Sleigh. Although Pierpont was the organist and music director at a Unitarian church in Savannah, where his brother was the minister, the song is decidedly secular, and it was often used as a drinking song, with revelers jingling their ice in their glasses as they sang Jingle Bells. Sounds good to me, drink in the glasses. I have some more facts for you, but as we're talking about Jingle Bells, I'm going to add this one in. This is Blake Shelton, and he's singing Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring Snowing and blowing the bushels of fun Now the jingle hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell twist Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air Go riding in a one-horse sleigh Giddy up, 
Blake Shelton there. Okay, we're going to explore some more traditions as we go around the world a little bit, and it's great to hear all of yours. Thank you in the chat room. I really appreciate your comments. Uh, not so much the gifs, though, Sandra Burns, at this point. We have a moth and a spider. <laughs> She's saying, oh, Haley, don't tell me that. And I have replied, Sandra, I don't so much mind that tarantula um, as I, I've seen it many times before. It's kind of the sudden ones you suddenly see of real-life spiders, and I go, ah, hate them. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the lovely Pauline Baycroft. How great to have you in the house. Thank you for joining us. And Sinead Williams here, uh, just clarifying a few things about celebrating in Norway. She says, yes, Christmas Eve is the main celebration here in Norway, Haley. Dinner first, early evening, then opening of presents. It sounds fantastic. And she says, just listening today as visiting my friend Inga, who also listens to your show. That's fantastic. So hello to you, Sinead and Inga, and a very Merry Christmas. Uh, only one more sleep for you in that case. Uh, I love hearing about these traditions. Sarah Jalkinen is saying, I guess Christmas Eve here is more for the kids with Santa's visit and often children are allowed to stay up late as they uh, as late as they want, enjoying the presents they've just gotten. We do have the same kind of huge feast on Christmas Day and often Boxing Day too. I'm loving this. Lots of eating here, Sarah. She says, we have this traditional dish of a big lump of ham uh, where there's enough to eat for three days. Sounds great. That sounds like my turkey. We have turkey on Christmas and we eat it for a week. Turkey sandwiches, turkey wraps, turkey curry. Uh, it's great, great. Jim is saying, well, the story of Jingle Bells is under contention, but it was confirmed it was written the next town over from where I currently live. There's even a plaque on the building. Interesting fact, Jim. Thanks for this one. And another little uh, gif there from Sandra. Thank you. Good job. I like you, Sandra, isn't it, with those gifs? there. Uh, so some more facts coming up. Let's talk about the origin of Christmas trees. The first person to decorate a Christmas tree reportedly was the Protestant reformer Martin Luther. He was alive of course from 1483 to 1546. He was so moved by the beauty of stars shining between the branches of a fir tree that he brought one home and decorated it with candles for his children. Nice! Uh, Germans were the very first to make artificial Christmas trees. So we were talking about how the Christmas tree, of course, originated in Latvia. Over here in the UK, we always think of it being a German tradition. 
uh, it was brought over in Victorian times. Queen Victoria's husband was German, Albert, of course, and that's when they really made their appearance in the United Kingdom. Uh, but indeed, the Germans are responsible for the artificial Christmas trees, the very first. They used originally dyed goose feathers to look like needles of a pine or fir tree. Very intuitive ingenuitive there, uh, Germany. Thank you for that one. All right, Franklin Pierce, the 14th president of the United States, became the first president to put a Christmas tree up in the White House. Teddy Roosevelt banned the practice during his presidency, and this was for environmental reasons. Uh, the General Grant Tree in California's King Canyon National Park was proclaimed the nation's Christmas tree by the United States President Calvin Coolidge in 1926. The giant sequoia, which stands over 300 feet tall and is estimated to be over 1,600 years old, is the third largest tree in the whole world. Native to Mexico, the poinsettia was originally cultivated by the Aztecs. Of course, we all kind of regard poinsettias as the Christmas flower uh, today. I don't know if you have one of these in your house, but they tend to fill houses at this time of year, especially over here in England. Um, but it was originally uh, cultivated by the Aztecs. They called it the Kudlaxchitl, or the flower that wilts. The plant's brilliant red color symbolizes purity for the Aztecs, and they often used to plant it to reduce fever. So very interesting there. We're gonna, again, I'm, I've got time to fit a few more in facts. We're gonna talk about Christmas decorations coming up next. Um, but of course, talking about Christmas in Norway, this one is uh, choreographed by a Norwegian choreographer. Kato Larsen choreographed to this. The track is Little Saint Nick, and of course, a little Saint Nick. He is one of our favorite Christmas traditions. Here we go. I love a bit of Beach Boys too, I must confess. Ooh, Merry Christmas, Christmas comes this time each year. Time 
So today on Hitch a Ride with Hayley, we are talking about traditions and of course your traditions will all be unique to you. I'd love to hear about them if you want to share about them in the chat room. I've been hearing some really exciting stuff in there today. But if you want to mix your Christmas day about a little bit and do something a little bit different, do join in, tune in and join us on Line Dancer Radio because we have this exciting, exciting first coming up. Merry Christmas and Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. This is Hillary. Hey, this is Charles. This is Dave from Lady A. Please join us later this week as we host a very special radio show called The Gift, presented by Fisher House. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Cool, cool. Don't forget to tune in for that. All right, I'm just going to talk Christmas decorations here. It's something that is close to my heart. I love my Christmas decorations. I collect them from all over the world when I go on my travels. I have things on my tree at the back here. We have Feliz Navidad. I have things from Florida. I have things from all over Europe. Uh, something from Bruges when I was there. It's just something I love. I even have a little Swiss uh, cabin uh, hanging on my tree there. Uh, and, and decorations are something that makes Christmas that little bit brighter. It wouldn't be Christmas without the decorations too. And of course, I think we've all heard about how the Christmas stocking started. Now, how big a tradition is this to you, the Christmas stocking? I said before, it's very special in my family. It's something we all do together in our PJs, all on, on my and my husband's bed. The kids come in and we just curl up the five of us and we take it in turns to open it. It's, it's the start of our Christmas day so it's very very special to me indeed one thing I had when I was a kid was fruit in my stocking an apple an orange and sometimes some monkey nuts too I don't tend to do that for my kids now uh, they used to get to the bottom of the stocking and just turn their nose up which I confess I probably did as a child too uh, so we missed that out we just put little gifts in uh, what would you have in your stocking what do you remember most having in your Christmas day stocking and do you know the story of the tradition of course, uh, the tradition of the hanging stockings allegedly allegedly began with three poor sisters. Uh, they wanted to get married, but they couldn't afford a marriage dowry. The wealthy bishop, St. Nicholas... Uh, of Smyrna, or we would know today as modern-day Turkey, saved them from a life of prostitution, that's uh, a bit graphic, by sneaking down their chimney and filling their stockings with gold coins. And uh, you've probably heard that tradition in how St. Nick began, how Santa Claus came about, because that is the first little thing he, he did or he was known to do, as well as leaving little gifts on shoes that were laid out on the doorsteps or stockings that were hanging out through windows. So a uh, lovely tradition that, the stock is therefore probably one of the oldest Christmas traditions. Uh, do you know about tinsel? The tradition of tinsel, where did this come from? It was invented in Germany in 1610. It's based on a legend about, okay, Sandra, I'm going to say it if you're in the chat room, and yes, I do forgive you for the, the spider gifs, <laughs> but this legend, tinsel, uh, is connected with spiders. Uh, tinsel is based on a legend about spiders whose web turned into silver when they were spun on a Christmas tree. Yikes! And spider webs are common Christmas tree decorations in Poland. I sure am lucky I don't live there. But because according to legend, a spider wove a baby blanket for baby Jesus, and uh, many Polish people consider spiders to be symbols of goodness and prosperity. Indeed, spiders are very clever creatures. I would never kill one. I just don't want to be friends with one. I remember watching a great cartoon when I was a kid, actually, I think, about a spider who wove something for Jesus. Uh, it was a nice story, actually, uh, but it was a cartoon spider, so that, that made it all the better. 
the Advent wreath uh, began in Germany as a Lutheran tradition. I love the wreaths on the door. I really like that. I love that look. I've just got a brand new wreath above my fireplace. Uh, but this particular tradition eventually spread out to other Christian denominations, including the Catholic and uh, other churches. The evergreen wreath traditionally has four candles around its perimeter. Now, my wreaths that I see these days don't have candles, just little glittery lights, but I'd love to know if you still use candles on yours. The reason it was four candles was designed to mark the four weeks uh, th that were traditionally uh, worked up to Christmas, the four weeks of, of Advent. Advent. Uh, the evergreen wreath is still such a, a big mark of Christmas today uh, and and those four weeks before Christmas are quite big in a lot of people's lives depending how far ahead you plan for Christmas. It is said that you should have a white candle in the centre too and this traditionally should be lit on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day whatever your night of celebration is. Perhaps your wreath is also adorned with berries or pine cones. These are quite popular decorations in a, in a wreath. And the weekly lighting of each candle, uh, I say that those candles uh, signify the four weeks running up to Christmas. Uh, it was also a form of Advent because uh, traditionally each one would be lit on one of these weeks. So the first candle on the first week, the second on the second, etc. And then they would be accompanied with a prayer or a Christmas carol or snacks such as stolen or sometimes a glass of mulled wine. Sounds good to me. Uh, so let me know any of those traditions that hit home with you. What do you get in your stockings? Do you have a wreath? Uh, oh, interesting. Sarah Jalkinen is saying we don't do stockings here. Ah, very interesting. That's a shame because that is one of my favorite traditions. Maybe you should start that, Sarah, as a little bit of English tradition in your lives. I love to bring some of the other traditions over. It Wouldn't it be great if we just had these multicultural Christmases with just all the best of all the traditions? Uh, Jim has shared a great gif in the chat room of the Beach Boys. Uh, he knows I love the Beach Boys, one of my secret loves. And uh, Jim is saying, oh, you have to have the orange in the stocking. Do you though, Jim? Do you? Do you? Um, Judith is saying four candles of four candles. Four candles. Four. Yeah, okay, get it? All right, I'm going to go with another track here. Whatever your Christmas is, it's great to have a country Christmas. And here is Loretta Lynn telling us so. <laughs> Always did. Grandma make the 
Like a good old country Christmas. A uh, great gif in the chat room from Joan Ord here, and it's a cat ripping down a tree. I think that is probably part of many people's Christmas traditions. I love on Facebook, uh, Guyton Mundy's wife Natalie, she's sharing a lot of what her cats are up to. They're great to watch. My cat has tried to pull down my Christmas tree on several an occasion, and people always ask me what my best ever Christmas present was. Well, I had two of my girls close to Christmas, so I had beautiful daughters were once my, my favourite Christmas present. And uh, a couple of years back, I got a puppy. Uh, if you follow my posts, uh, you'll know I love my little dog, Jasper. He's like my fourth child. Um, but the first year we got him, we got him just before Christmas. And he decided that my tree skirt was a great little toilet. So uh, he decided to pee uh, on that tree skirt for a long time. So I'm so glad he grew out of that. Uh, <laughs> he may not be still living here if he hadn't. All right, we're talking traditions as well I have far too many to fit in today as usual that's typical me uh, but do we know where round glass ornaments came about well these were inspired by the shape of apples apples were actually originally put on Christmas trees as ornaments and this was to symbolize the Garden of Eden and that religious connection in Greek culture kissing under the mistletoe was considered an unspoken promise to marry your mate and although only 2% of the nation's population is Christian in India, Christmas is a national holiday there. Even non-Christians observe Christmas traditions such as lighting oil lamps along the perimeter of the homes or on their courtyards or roofs. Lovely idea. Uh, the idea for electric Christmas light displays was first introduced by Thomas Edison's assistant, Edward Johnson, in 1882. But it was American Ralph Morris who invented the type of lights we use today, uh, adapting these from lights used in telephone switchboards in 1895. Interesting facts there. Uh, another one, one of Sweden's more unique Christmas traditions is a Yule lo uh, goat. A Yule goat made of straw and he is believed to help guard the Christmas tree. Straw is used commonly for decorations in Scandinavian homes and this is apparently so again we have our Scandinavian listeners in you can let me know if this is so but I actually love this look of straw decorations and uh, apparently that it was 
traditionally brought forward because it reminds people that Jesus was born in a manger, uh, hence the straw from the manger. But the Yule goat origins likely date back to Germanic pagan traditions uh, in the Swedish city. In one of the Swedish cities, uh, the community has uh, come together to build a 43-foot-tall straw goat at the start of Advent every year since 1966. They do this in the Swedish city, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, of Gavel, uh, but sounds like a fun tradition, something to bring the community together. All these traditions coming forward today and loving to hearing about yours too. Um, Jim is saying, yes, you have to have your orange in your stocking because it symbolizes the gold. Okay, so I'm guessing this is from the three kings, the gold, the frankincense and the myrrh. What would celebrate the other stuff then? Uh, do you have to have anything else in your stocking? Carola is saying, for you, Haley, a lovely star there in a gif uh, saying Merry Christmas. She says she has to leave now. Thank you for joining us, Carola. Lovely having you with us today. All right, let's go into this next one. This is a dance choreographed by Mai Lee. Uh, it's called Santa Sleigh Ride. <laughs> Together with you. 
lovely joyful track there i love that one have i overloaded you with facts today i have so many of them i know i know and i'm sorry i have more i'm gonna squeeze more in and i hope you are enjoying them uh let me know if you're not too much information Haley. uh so here we go we're going to talk about bolivia because bolivians celebrate misa del gallo or mass of the rooster on christmas eve with people bringing roosters to midnight mass to symbolize the belief that a rooster was the first animal to announce the birth of Jesus Christ. A good one. In Guatemala's villages, local men in devil costumes appear on the streets and chase children during the first week of Advent. The devil's reign ends on December the 7th with a folk ritual known as La Quima del Diablo, or the burning of the devil, where people pile objects they no longer want or need in front of their houses. I think this is a great idea for making room for new Christmas gifts. Uh, anyway, they pile these up, they scatter firecrackers on top uh, of the heap and they set fire to it and everything they don't need goes ablaze. Ah, good one. Uh, a lot of clutter I have would go on there. In Catalonia, Spain, they have a uniquely bizarre tradition of, uh, this is known as the cagatillo or pooping log it translates as. Now kids here, they'll decorate a small log by adding wooden legs, a face, clothing and a little Catalan hat. <laughs> they keep the log in their home or school. Uh, they feed it small pieces of bread or fruit every day and on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day they hit the cagatillo with a stick while singing a special song encouraging him to poop out plenty of street sweets known as turon or uh, which is like a popular nugget there <laughs> they they encourage the log to poop this out for them uh, very interesting indeed uh, okay uh, another little fact here in Estonia people believe that the first visitor on Christmas was called the first footer and would determine the household's luck dark-haired men were seen as desirable first footers but women and fair-haired or red-headed men were often deemed unlucky oh my goodness sorry to all those redheads and women out there now this is an Estonian tradition but actually it's something that i think we do do uh, in the uk we have a first footer uh, i think in scotland they do the first footer uh, i'd be interested to know if you do the first footer too i remember when i was a little girl a uh, christmas eve party would stop we would let in the new year and someone would go outside to be the first footer and i remember my mum telling me that she remembers being a young girl and seeing a row of gentlemen lined up in the street ready to step inside their house at midnight and be the first footer and uh, actually again in our country it tends to be the gentleman or the master of the home that would be the first footer not generally for good luck I guess is more a sign of respect I would think um, but indeed it was deemed good luck to have a first footer uh, did you do this have you had a first footer is this something you do in your home uh, very interesting as new year will soon be upon us as is christmas and the weather outside is not looking like we'll have a white christmas for me here in the uk we seem to get one every few years now which is less than we used to but we can always enjoy the song that is white christmas so many great versions of this today i'm going to play you the one by shania twain
Ah, oh, a little bit of Shania there for you. The time is coming to an end. Hasn't today flown by? Welcome into the chat room, Angela Boland. She says, morning, Hayley and everyone tuned in. I've been listening in while doing boring housework stuff. So thanks for keeping me entertained. Thank you for joining us, Angela. It's been great to have everybody with us today. Great gif there from Sandra Burns of this uh, cagatillo or pooping log from the uh, Catalonian tradition. We've been talking lots of different traditions. I have time for only a few more, although I think I have about a hundred left in my pocket. Um, maybe next year. The Night of the Radishes is one of the annual Christmas customs in Oaxaca, Mexico. On December the 23rd, competitors carve nativity scenes into large radishes, which are proudly displayed at the Christmas market. I bought definitely think they should be proudly displayed. Oaxaca has land dedicated to cultivating special vegetables just for this event. The Norwegian tradition of Jolbuk or Christmas goat finds groups of costumed people walking through their neighborhood on Christmas Day, entertaining people with songs in exchange for treats. These groups will bring a goat along or have someone impersonate a goat um, or maybe just impersonate the goat's typically unruly behavior. If two costumed goats meet, they'll often engage in a play fight to entertain the crowd. Sounds like good fun. According to Italian legend, a kind of witch called a Lebefana flies around on her broomstick on the night of January the 5th, bringing gifts to worthy children and lumps of coal to the naughty ones. According to Greek legend, malicious goblins uh, will come from underground homes on December 25th and play tricks on humans up until the 6th of January. You could get rid of them by burning logs or old shoes or hanging sausages or sweetmeats in the chimney. They sound a little bit like elf on the shelf themselves, don't they? And of course, one of our favourite Christmas characters, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, was invented by Montgomery Ward, copyright Robert L. May in 1939 as a way to lure customers into the store. So there we go. The history of Rudolph. I have to have, after discussing Rudolph, a little bit of Luke Bryan because I really like this track and Luke Bryan sings it very well. It's Run Run Rudolph.
run, run, a Rudolph Cause I'm reeling like a merry-go-round And same to you, Mr. Luke Bryan. Thank you so much for joining me today, guys, as we have explored all these Christmas traditions. As always, we have hitched a ride around the world, and I've loved having you on board. All hitchhikers welcome. It's been great to see the comments and share your traditions too. And I'm feeling just so sad, actually, that this year is coming to an end, even though I think we're not really sad that this specific year is coming to an end, because what a year it's been. I'm sure 2021 is looking brighter for us all. And remember, we have lots of exciting things over Christmas. Tune in. You have Lady A on Christmas Day. And of course, the fantastic Willie Brown is, he does not get a day off. He is with us every morning, every weekday morning, Christmas or not. Uh, he's actually just in the chat room saying thanks for a great show, Haley, and wishing everybody a fab day. Thank you, Willie, for all your hard work. Oh, I can't believe the time has come. Uh, of course, I will be with you uh, next week as usual. We'll be having a New Year special and look out for all the exciting things we have. Remember, Line Dance Family is the best and we can get through anything together. Also, do not forget, actually, that uh, you have free passes available to your New Year Kings Hill party. That's going to be fantastic. So if you're in on, on Christmas, on New Year's Eve, I should say, uh, do sign up for that get your passes and enjoy partying the night away with us and there's only one thing left to say except have yourself a merry little christmas and if i can't say it well enough i know a guy who can of course famed for wagon wheel rock this is mr darius rucker have a fantastic time everyone with your loved ones great christmas i'll see you soon yourself a merry little Christmas let your heart be light from now on our troubles will be out of sight have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay From now on our troubles will be miles away Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yours Friends who are dear to us Gather near to us once more Through the years we all will be together If the fates allow Hang a shining star upon the high Bye.
Change. Line Dancer Radio, the only station dedicated to line dance. 